0: Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that totally turned their flashing lights on on the top of their police car so they didn't get a speeding ticket in the fast lane. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you?
1: i was gonna make a remark about how i have to look at your mug while we're doing this because you have your camera on and then you had that intro as the only podcast regarding Fastlane. um i was doing well i guess i don't
0: know if i am now <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: also joining us from up north our rcmp jlb what's going on man um
2: i i don't know why they called it fast lane um I feel like I've gotten slower after watching it because, gee golly, what a lame-o
0: potato of a pay-per-view. So I guess I'm doing good. So we're going to do this podcast review pretty much the same way we did uh, the review of Really Well, don't you? Yeah, but Revolution was a better show. Yeah, it was indeed a better show. But we're going to go... It ended th- with Sparkler. Yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. And this just ended with a thud. I so thought that we were going to do a couple of them from a chair. So, so the whole thing with this is we're going to go through, and I'm going to name the categories, and uh, they're going to nominate or one of us, I might nominate something, I don't know, um, to fit that category. We're then going to argue uh, in favor or uh, against it, and eventually we'll come to, hopefully, come to a conclusion of to either convict or acquit them of said crime. Uh, before we get into it, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So, um, if you're a fan of this show, go over to tatnusco.com, check out the other shows on the network there, um, and then come back to us for the FBI later in the week. Yeah. So, to start off, like I did last time, we're gonna we're going to try to get the negative out of the way first, and then we can hopefully find some positives to talk about at the end. Maybe so,
1: but... uh, there's some there's some Th-
0: there were yeah. some good matches. there were some good moments so yeah. but we're gonna start off worst match of the night.
1: Well I, I already know somebody's gonna nominate the worst match of the night so I'm gonna nominate the second worst match of the night and that's the
0: universal title match. Oh wow. Wow, that one made it to Worst Match of the Night nomination he's Interesting. I, I wasn't going to say it was the Worst
1: Match of the Night, because I know somebody's already going to nominate The Fiend, or Alexa and Randy.
0: See, see frankly, I the, the Universal title match didn't make it to Worst Match of the Night, even close to me. Um, no. It it might have been, in my opinion, up there in top three of the better matches of the night. Uh-oh. Well, there's only six matches. Yeah, but like you had Braun Strowman versus Elias in there. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that one too. Um, and and I I hate to hate on uh, Biggie versus Apollo Crews, but that was not a great match. Well, I thought it was better than the championship match, but oh Jesus,
1: really? The, like Indian makes Indian makes a lot. I already said yeah, that. Yeah, and I just thought it. the ending was great. I didn't mind it. I didn't want to see. Daniel Bryan pigeonholed into, ne- into the WrestleMania championship. I feel like that's going to happen. Roman tapped. I oh, feel like but, that's going to happen. No, but I mean, I thought that was
2: already a given. It's going to be a triple threat. For sure. I, I knew that going into Fastlane, that it was going to be a triple threat Mania. You didn't know and, that.
1: Maybe somebody gets in injured. Okay, you still fair. don't know that. <laughs> I mean,
2: granted, but going in, I'm like, alright. So that's why I had originally thought okay so either brian is gonna get screwed over somehow or brian's gonna win and roman's gonna bitch his way into getting into the match at wrestlemania um so essentially brian got screwed over um yeah i don't know i i thought that was a great match though so mine honestly would be elias Braun. Um, I thought this was pointless. I get it. They're just going to make Shane and uh, Braun at Mania. They're going to do that gimmick match at Mania. Cool story, bro. But then what was the point of doing this? You just... Were you planning on legit doing the match? And then or was it all a ruse and then made us watch Elias? Like, at least give us someone new. Give us one of your newcomers that are coming out to face Braun or something. Uh, I thought this match was going to be already bad, but I was like, alright, Shane's kind of entertaining, and then you just go and give me Elias and his replacement, and it got worse. I was like, oh, dear God. I so didn't know. realize. Jackson Riker is
0: freaking stacked. Jack- I still think Jackson Riker looks like um, the, like Elias's freaking clone to be perfectly honest only, only works out I think I would have preferred Jackson Riker against uh, Braun
1: than Elias maybe that's where we're going I know we're going to Shane versus Braun at Wrestlemania we all know that for sure because yeah. because
0: McMahon's gotta
1: have their Wrestlemania moment so, so do you think that part of part of why you don't like this is because you know where it's headed no I don't like it uh, I, I just don't like it for the simple
2: fact <laughs> fair
0: enough I, I don't, I don't like it because Elias is a better r- yeah. wrestler than this. He deserves exactly. better than this, and that's my biggest thing here. He, they just, they turned him into just a, uh, let's feed him to Braun storyline with this. Over and a couple years, they've done that, though. They've been yeah. abroad a couple times. And I'm not saying Elias is universal championship material, right? I do think
1: he's mid-card champion material. But he's,
0: but he's IC championship material, or United States championship material. He definitely could go after one of those and be just Or fine.
1: transitional champion
0: material. Mm-hmm. I
1: think he's good enough to, to,
0: because of his music segments, I
1: think he's good enough to to get some hate for four months as the world champion, WWE or Universal.
2: I honestly think the music section thing has got to go. Uh, they just, it's passe now. I'm done with it. I'm over it. I don't even care anymore that he's going to. It only me. works with live audience. Well, there's that for sure, too. But even when there was a live audience, I didn't even care anymore. Like, I'm, I was done with it. Like, bro, you're not a honky-tonk man. Honky-tonk man didn't even last this long. And,
1: uh, I'm good. I don't want to... Honky, honky-tonk man held the icy title this long. What are you talking about? That's true. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, different times. I like it. I, I like them. I like the music segments. But I'm also a little older than you. Been around Been around for that era a little more. So, But uh, I didn't hate the match. Um... I, I genuinely, so I, I, I'll pull off the Universal title match because I, I don't feel like either of you are seeing the Alexa match. Um, and I'll make my case. Um, I, I, I think Alexa should have fought. It's fake. We
2: all know it's fake. And it's a Let demon. It's not even a woman, it's a demon. So you, can yeah, play the, could, you could
1: play. She could easily, she controlled the lights, turned them down. It's a cinematic match. Obviously, so why can't we have uh, turn down altogether and her come back as the fiend? You know, we can have, we can have an attire change.
0: I know it's crazy to think we could have an attire change for the fiend. So, so here's why it doesn't make my list. I don't, I don't even think it, that was bottom three of the night, frankly. But I'm. I enjoyed a lot of it but here's part of why
1: a- I enjoyed it, I just think they. I think you had your chance at, a, at your first really quality star
0: losing to a woman yeah. they they were never we've talked about this before I I still 100% believe they are never going to have serious intergender matches except for if they got someone who's like a freak athlete like a China not right? a China yeah, not, and Somebody I don't even big. think they'll do. I don't even think they'll do it with Naya on the regular. Like they'll have Naya enter the Men's Royal Rumble, and that's oh. about it. Um, they aren't gonna have her regularly do it like China did. Yeah, they're not. But they're not even. They're never gonna have Naya, as far as I think. I don't think they're ever gonna have Naya go after the icy. Right? She's no. never gonna go after a traditionally men's belt. No. Right? Uh, but they did with China. They had no yep. problem with China. Jericho had a problem. That's a yeah. different story. Because she For was sure. a she she was a absolute freak athlete, sort of thing. And unless they get another one like her, which right now in wrestling, there's not another one, right? There might at some point come, but Jordan Grace is about as close as you get right now. J- and
2: Jade Cat, you know? or something.
0: Jade Catgill or whatever. Oh is. Uh, she's she's built, but she's not built like China yet. Um and jade cargill i like her uh although keep in mind she wrestled this week on i think it was dark and her second ever match right ever her right. first singles match right so she's got a ways to go before she's and of course she's not wwe but that's besides the point um but like if jordan grace came to wwe i don't think they'd put her in that because she's not Freak athlete built like China is no, oh,
1: no. I think Taya might be close to that. Uh, Taya totally... a little
0: bit. Uh, Tessa, uh, Blanchard. Yeah, Tessa has done it. Sort of. Tessa did it yeah, in, in Impact Wrestling. I don't, but I just don't see WWE doing it. And because yeah. of that, going into this match, realistically speaking, I knew it was going to be a non-match. Um, in in our predictions, we ha- uh, JLb has a little group that does does predictions. Um, and, uh, in this, I predicted it to be a DQ finish, which I still argue it should have been a DQ finish. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, because it was not a no DQ match, right? Sure. So when the Fiend came in and hit Randy Orton with, the uh, Sister Abigail, that should have been a DQ Randy Orton victory. I argue that. But I, I knew it was not going to end with, uh alexa bliss beating randy orton legitimately right i uh, like by herself uh i knew it would be unlikely for it to end in randy orton winning winning by by viciously beating a girl yes he's given her the rko recently um, but I I just knew that wasn't the image that WWE was gonna do. At that point, this did everything that WWE that I expected them to do with WWE. They they made it fun, it obviously was pre-taped.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, there's no argument there. Obviously pre-taped, heavily edited so that they could do things like the fireball uh and the Dro- lighting rig falling and you know, all of that stuff. Um but you know, it was what I expected it to be. It really was just a vehicle for getting the fiend back. That being said, what holds this back for me is the fiend's appearance, just in general. Fiendy Krueger. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new fiend. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the weird hairy...
1: I'm apartment. not a fan of the of the cane mantra. The the now we have supernatural powers over fire. I also I was, cane's oh, gone. Why is there now why is Alexa the new cane? Is she the fiend's assistant? Is is I don't know. I I just I wasn't in love
2: with this. I don't know. I don't think I I don't know if I love or hate his mask yet. Um, but I think his uniform, his getup was stupid. Uh, yeah. I guess kind of do it's all burnt and whatever, but it was lame-o-potato. Um, and the mask was kind of cool, but also kind of weird. And I'm like, bro, this would have been the perfect
1: time just to just get another mask. The, that would- the saving grace for this will be if Bray Wyatt is unscathed in the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, that yeah. will be a saving grace for this, because then the Fiend got injured, not Bray. And it's some type of weird... There's a deeper dimension to it, so it tells a longer story.
2: So, what is yours,
0: uh, Mr. Smarks? Uh, for me, uh, to be perfectly honest, the it's the Elias um, Braun Strowman match. That's the worst of the night.
1: But it's can't. not unanimous, so it goes to the jury. What up? <laughs> uh, no,
0: it's two to one. So it it's a so it's just
1: a vote. It's just a vote. That, that's a uh, this isn't a grand jury. We aren't sending it to trial just based on majority rule. It's got to be unanimous, <laughs> fuckhead.
2: <laughs> That's how we did it last time, but if you want to change the rules, we'll send yeah, it out to I,
1: Just team. do
0: whatever we want. You you didn't have any I, objections the jury has last time. Opinions. <laughs> I did, I just didn't voice them. I, I huh. think I think, um, the, there's no way in hell the Universal title belt. Match is going to get the jury's votes considering. I'm saying the Fiend. Yeah, but I thought one of you guys was going to say that match. No, I'm just pointing out like CBS Sports gave the Universal Championship match an A and they gave the Fiend match a B. They gave Um, Elias Braun. Elias versus Braun, they gave a C minus. C minus. There you Um, go. (laughs) The lowest grade of the night. Was the C-minus? was the C-minus, yes. Well, let's
1: give it to CBS, you know. <laughs> the channel that doesn't have any wrestling on it. But it has Big Brother, so you respect their decision. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: All care. Right. So, so know, that's, got... that's my vote there. I think uh, Braun Strowman... Because here's the deal is... I, Anytime you do a last-minute storyline scratch, like, I am 100% fine if it's a legitimate injury scratch change, but we know for a fact that this was not a legitimate Shane McMahon injury. This This may
1: set up a triple threat, though. Or uh, not a triple threat, uh, a handicap match, which I'm more okay with a handicap match at WrestleMania
0: than I am Shane versus Braun. But in the end, anytime, in my book, anytime you do a storyline scratch on the day of the pay-per-view, it automatically gets demerits, right? Like, you had weeks to set up this storyline, you know, and you end up setting it up, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, just to, day of, scratch it and move, right? It, this would have made way more sense if it would have been uh, the storyline on Monday night that Shane McMahon got injured. Oh, you know why, though? It would have been
2: worse because then we would have been expecting at least a bigger name than Elias. No, so they, I could think have a, we,
0: they could have announced Elias at that point is gonna be yeah. gonna be, or heck, make make it a handicap match there, Elias and Jackson Ryker, Um I still think it's a waste of Elias. I think they've been wasting Elias for that's years, but yeah, who anyway. wants to walk with Elias? Not WWE. Well, that's the deal. It's the the dude had legitimate pop.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: When there were great, live crowds.
1: He, he had great uh, when he was face, he had great pop. Yeah.
0: When they had a, a crowd, Who Wants to Walk with Elias? Everyone was in on that. They never capitalized. On yeah, you notice the entire Thunderdome though was in
1: on the Sheamus versus McIntyre match by saying, "This is awesome." Oh, yeah, I didn't even so, know those TVs could talk.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it was so weird. They also there were other times when they chanted for specific wrestlers. <laughs> it's like, how did they do that?
1: I don't understand how all those people sitting at home know to chant in unison, not knowing their exact internet. Speech.
0: <laughs> yeah, crazy. So we're gonna move on to most predictable moment.
1: Oh, that, the fiend coming out.
0: I think there's a very good argument that that's the.
2: Most- yeah, I would have probably agreed there. Um,
1: or else, the only, I, the maybe, only yeah. argument against that is maybe Bianca Belair and Sasha having a riff. Oh, but yeah. that slap, though, that slap was phenomenal. Oh my God,
2: Bianca sold that like a champ. Like, it literally, she acted like it knocked the wind out of her. It was so awesome. Uh,
1: I think, I would say, it was equally as predictable. It was less hyped beforehand.
0: Well, that is it. I mean, here's the The reason the Sasha and, and um, Bianca problems at the end, in my opinion, wasn't the most predictable, is this is WWE. It would not have been past them to throw the tag belts on them to tell the good old storyline they love going to of, oh, they're opponents at WrestleMania, but now they're tag champions together. How will they cooperate?
1: Same way uh, HBK and John
0: Cena did. Yeah, just do it, you know. However, <laughs> the the fiends the showing up was 100% predictable. In fact, I I would bet when JLB was going through the predictions on, on his group, um, one of the... The predictions was would the fiend show up i would bet it was if not 100 very near 100 predicting that. um i didn't tally
2: it up yet because i'm a lazy bastard but um a, a good chunk of them the only finish. way it's not as if somebody thinks that that's their slide in to, to get the win somebody thought that it was going to be on Raw a few people thought I think it was going to be on Raw so like no he's coming next
1: tomorrow and I'm like okay sure yeah. no Rhea Ripley's coming tomorrow uh, oh that's valid too which that's exciting though That that's probably a pretty good sign we're getting Oscar versus Rhea at Wrestlemania yeah that looks I'm good. jacked I'm so <laughs> jacked for that
2: And for sure, because we saw the rumors, or not the rumors, but them changing the WrestleMania banner, and Charlotte Flair's no longer on it. So, uh, I mean, if you're not going to have your top woman star there, who's been at every WrestleMania since, yeah, I mean, Rhea Asuka would be amazing.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good move. It might still be Charlotte, we don't know. They're probably just hyping it for Charlotte versus Asuka, and Rhea will get a hype. Banner, bro. So... It changes
0: banners all the time, uh, but... It, Without in, clicks? Come on. Um, if Unless you got people just texting you predictions that aren't in the, the group prediction thread, uh, 100% of the people in the group prediction thread predicted the feed would come back. I should get you to do my tally ups <laughs> I, I just was... I, I figured I'd go, go check this, and 100%. Now oh, a lot of people thought it was gonna be a no contest. Um, yeah. uh and I thought it was gonna be a DQ. It looks like a couple other people thought it was gonna be a DQ. Um What did I say about any chance? What was that? What did I say on my on my uh prediction? Uh you thought it would be a pinfall victory. With Bosca? Uh with uh, uh with let's... Alexa, so you technically got the bonus points and the, the like you might have been you might have been one of the few people who correctly predicted pinfall for that.
1: Okay, let's not tally up that. Our <laughs> listeners can get in on the pool if they want on their no, own
0: time. They sure can't. It's closed pool. Just for us. Season? Oh, well then let's not talk about it publicly, huh? <laughs> Dude, we're taunting people. This is
2: something you can't play. Whoa. I mean, they could certainly chip in, but it'd be a waste of their time. since They're going to be starting from us. Yeah. I say next season. <laughs>
0: That's it. Uh, but yeah. So we're all in agreement there. What's next on your uh, first? Oh, yes. So that one is universal. That one is unanimous. We all agree. The most predictable moment yes. was the fiend. Was the fiend, um, which. <laughs> Were I tried
1: to make an argument for something else, but that's...
0: I mean, Edge being involved in the Universal title, duh. Well, yeah. I mean, they said he was going to be the special guest enforcer, so when you put someone out there as an enforcer, they're going to be an enforcer at some point, which means they're yeah. going to affect the thing. Um, There's going to have to be him enforcing. Yeah, the only question going into this would have been, is he going to enforce it? in favor of one person or the other um yeah. and it turns out no no he didn't came in and just whacked them both with chairs and...
1: yeah does that mean he's healed it means he's pissed off
0: yeah it, here's the deal is i i think he's eventually going to be healed but in the case of this um daniel bryan hit him with a chair first it was a mistake mistake hit him or with not the knees first mistake or not him coming back in is retaliation that's that's fair game um but i think this is this is him snapping and no more mr nice guy sort um the real question is uh not whether he's heal or not it's uh whether they give daniel bryan the universal title uh, right after inducting him into the hall of fame that be good. He, ugh. The, the reference in case you're listening and you didn't get it is for a very short period of time on the wwe network it listed daniel bryan as hall of fame inductee for this year uh whether that was a goof or a mistake um or legitimately them accidentally leaking that he's going to be in the hall of fame this year we don't know we'll find out is the
2: whole thing about Batista not being in the hall of fame legit again because there was rumors saying that Batista was no longer in the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, but he was 2020 Hall of Fame, so why wouldn't he just be there still? Um, I had not... No? Okay.
1: If Hulk Hogan's still in the Hall of Fame, Batista's still in the Hall of Fame.
2: No, I mean, he's supposed to be inducted in 2020, so that's why I was asking. They're saying that he's no longer part of the induction.
1: Maybe they're inducting Evolution so Triple H can get his, like, seventh Hall of Fame without (laughs) being just Triple
0: H. (laughs) There we go yeah uh as far as i know he's still on the plan but i guess who knows they they could always change it up
1: Ooh, that's the way to have daniel bryan in the in the wrestlemania main event batista comes out and ruins it for him i'm okay with that now because daniel bryan ruined batista's return yeah i'm okay with it now when did daniel bryan ruin batista's return by pigeonholing himself into WrestleMania 30. Oh,
2: snap, okay. I don't think Vince expects the WWE
1: fans to remember that and think we are all idiots. Oh, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. I did. And know. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with, with that this time. I didn't have a problem with Daniel Bryan winning the last time. It's just, I don't want him to win it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad there's an actual wrestler in the match. Uh,
2: no offense to Roman or Edge, but, ugh such great talent like daniel bryan should not be under uh, i specialty.
0: i would have been way happier frankly and this is nothing against roman reigns right now because i think his heel run right now is um, solid very solid probably his best best run. character work ever maybe right yeah. as a whole um i would have been way happier seeing uh daniel bryan versus edge at WrestleMania. um than, than a triple threat or Edge versus. But that's, I guess, me. Uh, I think it would have been a way more epic match. I think, frankly, I love Edge, but let's be honest. Uh, his comeback has been less than impressive overall. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, Greatest yeah. wrestling match ever.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, next category.
0: Next category. We, we can
1: beat on Edge later. You'd like to. Definitely. Uh, next Botch of sexual? the night.
0: <laughs> Botch of the night. Which Ooh. for this can mean not necessarily fully botched move, but just either bad moment or bad booking moment, I would say. Because I don't I don't know if there was ever in any of this a full-on like tonight a botch botch like an absolute messed up move then and that's the
2: Tozawa 24-7 championship
0: segment <laughs>
1: I <laughs> loved it <laughs> the, are you talking about with the with the uh,
2: Old Spice commercial <laughs> 24-7 championship
1: I loved it Oh,
2: so stupid I could not take it <laughs>
1: The
0: prophecy is true! <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it. it was cheesy, but I enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> this is why I kept <laughs> the crapper, because
0: of people... <laughs> uh, who, was, who was the Old Spice rep? That's what I was trying to figure out. Um, he looked very, very familiar, but... He was obviously a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But I, I was never able to quite figure out who he was, so.
1: I'm gonna say the botch of the night, for
0: booking wise,
1: is not having um, either women's championship defended on this show. Especially considering that, yes, I understand Sasha's can't be defended, but and I know asuka has got the the teeth knocked out thing, but at least create a number one contenders match for Asuka's or something.
2: But Sasha could have still wrestled. Like, why not? There's yeah, been people. women who wrestled. People have done that before. People done that. Before. I mean,
0: we we did an entire. Uh, review of a WCW pay per view where the same eight people wrestled multiple times, you know? That's true. We did. It, it, it really... Available only on our Discord server. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Raw Order WBU. Check us out. Um in terms of booking, that's a that's a very valid point. Uh, especially, I, the only thing I can think is that Oscar might not be cleared to fully wrestle. So have a have a, her challenger for
1: WrestleMania is not named yet. Have a number one contenders match. Feature something about the singles women. You had four women on this. That's it. Well, yeah.
0: Here's the deal is because Alexa did wrestle, right? You you could have had. Even if she didn't wrestle in a match. Because I think they're building up to uh, Shayna Baszler versus Oscar. I think.
2: Really? Oh, I would hope so. Oh, that would be
0: awesome. And so so have Asuka come out and be a factor in in the tag match. Not necessarily, like, affected affected, but be out there. You know, you could have her come to commentary like they'd love to do. Or or have her just sit on the ramp and watch it. Yeah, um, or
1: whatever. She can, like, throw yeah, because she's either, is she here because she wants to unify the titles? Is she here because she is nervous about this challenger? They can speculate the whole time while she just sits out there and watches. Yeah. And then she
0: walks away. Something so, something to feature the fact that there is another women's championship. Um, I, I, for the most part, agree with that. I don't know. My, my botch of the night probably still goes back to uh, I absolutely hate. Last-minute scratches on pay-per-views for storyline. So, I just, so, I didn't want to obsess about one thing. I get it. I'm going to. I'm okay. gonna obsess about it because okay. God, fair enough. It just makes me makes me angry. And again, a lot of it makes me angry because Elias deserves better. I'm gonna hijack that hashtag. Fucking who cares about Naomi? Elias deserves better.
1: The other botch segment is Shinsuke disappearing from Matt Riddle and him not noticing.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a
1: weird segment. Whoa. I,
0: I, I do think it's funny that they're really leaning heavily into uh, Riddle's pothead it, with, oh, without, been... without specifically saying it. Right? It's... It was,
1: it was the most I've liked Riddle. <laughs> Literally the most I've liked Riddle. It was a great like, business idea. It's a, yeah, uh, I was just like, we all know that dude. We all know that guy. It was just like, yeah, man, tricked out scooters. Yeah. <laughs> totally balling, bro. Yeah. But, but I, I think... think it was a botch that we didn't have... Lashley should at least show up. He didn't have to be there. He didn't have to wrestle. I, I would have loved to have seen him annihilate both... Uh, both uh, Drew and Sheamus. Would have been fine the, by me.
0: The, it was a no-DQ match. So, yeah. Have him come in. Have him be a factor. <laughs> attack them both and leave, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Because there he, was he a while in this match that they were both down, so... Um but here here's where my real botch is did My botch is whoever gave Kevin Dunn cocaine. Okay. I I counted during the Rollins versus Shinsuke match 12 camera cuts in 5 seconds. <laughs> and that wasn't even the the worst of the night. It, it, that was just one point where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking count here. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, 10. I'm, What is going on here? He's just sitting back at the board going, this one, that one, this one, that one, that one, this one, that one, that one, that one, this one, that one. Oh, okay. No more. That's that one. that one. Camera A. Camera B, Camera C.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say hashtag still not sponsored, but we're, we name your energy drink of choice
0: still here. <laughs> it was it was so bad at some point. Like I get it, camera cuts make things feel exciting and everything, but there gets a point where it gets too excessive. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my problem tonight because it was just all over the world. Just what's that? What's that? Oh God. yeah
2: and honestly it kind of gets you a tad bit like you you okay we all know it's a show and whatever but when you cut way too much it's like bro i'm trying to watch a match here this is freaking annoying like sometimes you miss
0: moves because they're too busy cutting
2: yeah like it's just ridiculous it doesn't make any sense i was like all right guys just... I do have
1: an anti-botch of the night, and maybe that's one of your categories, but best play of the night in production, opposite of that, is Daniel Bryan's roll-through to the the yes lock, or whatever it's called down below the bell lock, when he was, like, punching Roman, and then all of a sudden he rolls through, and Roman's face is directly
0: at the hard cam. I was like, that was good. There, there were quite a few that moments in really that match, good. specifically that uh, they worked the hard camera really well. Yeah. Um, so. so in in conjunction with that, though, I want to point out uh, something that's kind of a botch and kind of a, a big deal, sort of a good thing. Um, you can tell how... I'm trying to trying to word it right. Uh, you can tell that Edge is a little out of practice on worrying about working the hard cam versus Paul Heyman because both of them were at ringside for that... Roman. Hey, Heyman never rolled off that side. Heyman stayed almost dead center in the hard cam the entire time. Yep. So every hard cam shot had Heyman in the background. Every single one. Edge was off to the side close to the uh, announcer table most of the time. So, anytime they went from one side or the other camera, you could see him. But hard cam, often he was off to the side of the camera. So you almost forgot he was there some of the time.
3: <laughs>
0: but but Paul Heyman, you never forgot that he was there. Um, but I think that's also kind
1: of imp- sells worry really well.
0: That's my point. I think that's kind of important because his his selling confidence and then selling worry is very important to getting Roman's character over. When he's just beating up on Daniel Bryan and just laying into him, and Paul Heyman's in the background just looking like super confident, like this is the best thing in the world, I knew this was going to happen, it sells those beatings right and then when daniel bryan turns around and starts to make a comeback and starts to hit the knees and hit hit the yes kicks and all of that stuff to see paul Heyman in the background looking worried sells that for roman (laughs) yeah it 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 does roman's job for him so, so, it, so that plays into it, but uh, but botch of the that's night. That's not me, a botch. That's an anti-botch. That's that could be under best moment, but I don't know. We'll talk about. It. Um, but so for me, botch of the night is is Kevin Dunn being like uh someone let an ADD ferret run the booth. Uh, and for me,
1: mine is booking three booking. I'm sorry, booking five titles out of this show his riddle was on the on the pre-show so five titles were not represented on this show yeah represented at all and Which, one of them was only represented in a tag team title match
0: well and and you know no, you could almost say putting the riddle versus mustafa ali on the kickoff show is a botch but then, I mean, what what they, other match do you things. put on the kickoff show? One of them's got to go there. Do you, do you move the icy oh, match uh, to the you kickoff show? That
2: you stood the tag team match for the guys.
0: Yeah, there were no
1: tag title matches. Like, uh, I don't even know who the tag titles are.
2: Uh, it's now the New Day and uh Day Raw,
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh, is it still, is it still uh, people Ziegler? We want to smoke. Nope. No. Nope. Ziggler. Ziegler. We we see like that's how little they get represented but that's the deal is if you move the riddle versus Mustafa Ali to the main card something's got to come off the main card or I guess they go long which I guess <gasps> it wouldn't have been you going long because they, they were over by nine o'clock our time but you, the- you could pull off Shane versus Braun and not even have it on there that's a good point that's a very good point there
1: and
2: i'm sorry they technically wouldn't be going along they used to finish at 10:30, like
1: last year or yeah i think last year now yeah, these used to run a lot longer than they do for sure and and quite frankly your pre-show can be longer be more than one match you've got an hour there of talking including sam reynolds fuck that noise and I pull out I call out Sam Reynolds because yes, you're a great podcaster, but you are terrible commentary. I'm what? done.
0: Okay. So we've got a bunch of options for we Or not Reynolds day.
1: Roberts. Sam Roberts.
0: Sorry. Um got a bunch of options for Botswana. Let's move on to overhyped of tonight. This one there weren't a lot of like super hyped up matches coming into this. That that really kinda goes to all the hype from revolution which some of them were legitimately overhyped but you know i i would still say that there were some things that were overhyped going into this including shane versus Braun. shane versus Braun. yeah we're gonna hype on that one a lot aren't we um
2: no no there won't be any good parts on our good awards about that one so yeah
0: we're we'll we're, we're
1: gonna get that all of the way and then Costume of the night, down, I think, is going to be good, and it's going to include that group.
2: Um, I would maybe say, though, hype of the night would have been the fiend coming. Uh, what is it? Would you say? Not hype of the night, but o- what was it?
0: Overhype.
2: Overhype. And the only
0: reason the fiends doesn't count, I would argue, is they didn't hype up that he was going to come. Oh, okay. Him coming was a uh, surprise. <laughs> Air quotes around that, because everyone fucking was happening.
2: I, all right, then I guess Shane Braun, because I was heavily disappointed when it was Elias. Like a, I'm like, they managed to make this match worse. I'm like, it's messed up that I'd rather see Shane in this match than Elias, when Elias has been wrestling for like five years. And Shane, well, just comes in every so often. But just goes to show you that Shane has at least a, that charisma that makes it entertaining.
1: So mine's going to go to something different just to have three options out there for the jury because um, you did say The Fiend originally so I'm going to give you that one Randy Orton is the overhype of the night. This stems not from Randy Orton in that match even though again I was not a giant fan of that match and apparently other people were bigger fans of it um, because they followed up the show with Randy Orton on Broken School Sessions and I don't know that he's quite ready for a Broken School Session
2: I of course, he's ready for a break. He's okay. still active. So is Sasha. So is Bailey. So is a bunch ah, of ah.
1: Uh, fuck. I don't know. I just I didn't watch the Broken School session. I probably won't watch that one. Yeah, I just I, want
0: to give Randy Orton.
1: I I, <laughs> I love Randy
0: Orton. I but I agree.
1: Here here's my problem with um Sasha and Bailey tell a story about women coming up into prominence not only not only being real wrestlers being treated like real wrestlers finally but prominence the best product wwe has is their women's is their women's divisions the best product they have is their women's divisions i don't know i could say it a dozen times and that's prominence sasha is widely considered one of the best workers in the industry right
0: I, I would say my biggest problem it's not that I don't think Randy Orton's ready for a Broken Soul session. Um, he's a veteran in the biz, been doing it a long time, you know, he's gonna have lots of stories and all that, so he's gonna have stories about his dad um, okay. my, my problem is this, and it's sort of related, but don't hype up a Broken Skull Sessions featuring a wrestler that you're going to effectively murder at that pay-per-view. Um, it's legit. It, it, it kind of breaks the immersion in this respect. And I know Broken Skull Sessions are outside of kayfabe and all of this stuff and everything. But when the entire night is like, hey, tune in afterwards to see Randy Orton talk about his career and all of this stuff. Um. Oh, and by the way, the fiend's gonna come back and fucking murder him. <laughs> just maybe if that's gonna be the storyline, put on a different Broken Skull sessions afterwards. Just sucks. Do something else. Yeah. Some there's something about Orton
1: in the Broken Skull sessions. And again, this is this is just for parody. Because I do agree with you
3: guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) that the overhype was probably Shane, maybe The Fiend coming back. It probably wasn't Randy Orton's Broken Skull Session,
0: but it was hyped. I I think what we can say, however, (laughs) is that the overhype of the night was not the uh, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus special. I think that one oh my God. lived up to its hype.
1: I, so. I've been waiting for the screens to be broken since the Thunderdome started, and they did false count anywhere. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> so so that one is definitely not overhyped of the night. Um, they really didn't hype up. Like, the problem is so many of the things on this weren't hardly hyped at all. Like, That's aside it. from the Universal Championship match, aside from the uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus match, Reginald's
1: like, involvement.
0: Yeah, the the Rollins versus Shinsuke match only came together in the last week or so, right? Yeah. The uh, Apollo Cruz versus Big E match really only came together in the last week or two. Um, the Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks only came together in the last two weeks. So th- none of it had like, a whole lot of hype going into it. Um, and maybe some of that's the fact that they only have two weeks until their next major pay-per-view. Three. Three weeks. Three. Yeah. Um, Heck. Uh, So maybe they've been too busy hyping up Wrestlemania which I think happens every year about this time. Their focus has been so much on Wrestlemania, Wrestlemania, Wrestlemania Oh by the way we have (laughs) Fastlane
2: Yeah but then I don't know. Don't have a pay-per-view then. If you're gonna just give us a shit show then what's the point? like you're not even getting any money from this if you needed money from the fans cool all right
0: whatever i'm I'm 100 percent down with the idea of not having a pay-per-view this for sure
1: but don't do it it, this one needed to be pigeonholed in, even if they didn't because of the peacock deal
0: oh don't don't get me started on peacock actually we will start on peacock because we're gonna move on to worst performance of the night (laughs) and i am going to nominate peacock for this um Now, I myself was watching on WWE Network. I figured I'd get one last WWE Network. Me too. um, Before moving to Peacock. But uh, from reports that I've read, the Peacock experience was not pleasant for people wanting to watch that. They were five plus minutes behind, which is kind of unexcusable for a live event. Yeah. If you were watching, let's not say the Super Bowl, let's say a playoff game, though. Because effectively, this is a playoff game to the Super Bowl of wrestling, right? Uh, so if you're watching an NFL playoff game... Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? Uh, if you're watching an NFL playoff game and your messenger, your iMessage, goes off four minutes before every score because all your friends are like, I can't believe they scored! You're going to be pretty pissed off, right? You're be like, hey. I mean, first, you're going to put your phone on mute and not talk to your friends for a while because they're dickheads. But that's sad. Um But that's what this was. It was like four minutes behind. But on top of it, Peacock apparently didn't have implemented pause, rewind, or fast forward. <laughs> oh, crap. So, you know, you got to take a piss. You're going to miss something. I mean, the WWE Network has been far from perfect, but it's had those functions for... The whole time. The whole time. Uh, The whole time I've ever... So, um, now, yeah, I'm not going to run out of the room unless it's an emergency uh, in the middle of a match, but a match gets over, I need to go use the restroom or I need to go cook some pizza rolls or whatever. I pause it, I go do my stuff, I come back, I unpause it, and then I fast-forward through the crap I don't want to see. Until I'm caught up again, you know. Or,
1: um, you're forced it, because of the peacock setup. You're forced
0: to miss out on things like Night Panther. Yeah, the Which... new twenty-four-seven title holder. Oops, nope, not anymore. <laughs> random, random spokesman. At average Joe, I think, is what.
1: I'll do. <laughs> anyway, ah, yeah. uh, what, what if they it? just introduced a wrestler? <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, sorry.
0: <laughs> but, but that's my point is like that's a bad experience. Um, yeah. And for this to be your first WWE pay-per-view Peacock, I mean, I guess could be worse. It could have been WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Ho- yeah. hopefully, hopefully they, they got have
1: this that stuff figured in out three by 3 weeks cuz we don't have that option in 3 weeks. It has to
0: be on Peacock. It has to be on Peacock. And and that's the now now i i was frustrated with peacock earlier in the day um it's the other reason i decided to use wwe network um because i was try. i created a peacock account and i was just trying to see because my internet provider supposedly offers peacock for free as part of my plan so i'm trying to log in and connect it to my internet provider and it won't do anything i mean it literally just sits there refreshing a page forever doesn't let me connect now that could be on my internet provider's way it could be something else could be a total technical could be peacock i don't know but add that up with the fact that they were woefully unprepared for people who wanted to actually watch something. Rewind is a big feature, right? There, there was a point in one of the matches I had, I wanted to rewind because I wanted to see something that Seth Rollins did again to make sure I understood what happened. Um, Not having that. Not having pause. Not having fast forward. Inexcusable. So that's my nomination for worst performance of the night. I don't know if you guys all are going to agree because uh, it wasn't technically a wrestling performance, but...
2: Um... I might have to give it to uh, Randy Orton. Because honestly, that match was... uh, Like, it's what I guess I expected, but like... I don't know. It was... Stupid too at the same time. Uh, I mean, Alexa did good at making like she was whatever. Uh, first, uh, I don't know. Um,
0: I'm just saying, Randy Orton really needs to go see a doctor if he's still coughing up black stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> he
2: got like really mad, like no, oh, and you got a towel to wipe it off. I'm like, okay
0: then.
1: Well. W- WWE doctors. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna make a steroids joke. WWE doctors are only concerned with masking steroids. They're not deeply <laughs> concerned
0: with coughing up black stuff. Nope. Well, I've Boom. been smoking a lot of uh, a lot recently. oh well, that's probably it. You're just coughing up smoke.
1: You're not supposed to smoke the steroids, Randy. <laughs> uh jeez.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um Considering it's probably the worst pay-per-view of the year, you'd think you'd have a
1: better or worse
2: performance,
0: but... So far. Yeah, give it time. I I seriously, I have a feeling come Hell in a Cell, we'll be reminiscing fondly about how much better <laughs> Fastlane was. I don't know.
2: Uh. Um, <laughs> a, maybe. Might be onto something. They
0: have their first double DQ in Hell in a Cell. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, my... Uh,
1: since, since we can nominate Peacock then we can nominate pre-show and my worst performance of the night is going to be why didn't Slapjack stay in the ring to attack too?
0: There, why did all of them stay in the ring? My, I, I don't know I mean I kind of get it if if they're planning this to be a disbanding where it's like they're all like we give up we're going to go But but here's where they fail in that though if this is a disbanding then you should have had them take their masks off and leave them in the ring Right, yeah. Because outside of Retribution, they're not Reckoning, Slapjack, Mace, and T-Boss.
2: Well, I think they were talking like they kicked out the leader of the faction. So as of right now, it's not technically broken up yet. But but
0: again, if it was just kicking out the leader of the faction, then they would have stayed in the ring, turned on him, and all beat him down. Yeah. Mm. The fact that they left to me, tells the story that they were leaving the faction. At which point, oh, okay. again, the story's told better. You take off your mask. Which, let's be honest, um, raise your hand if you'd rather rather see Mia Yim, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, and uh, Dominic Dijakovic wrestling on two, Monday night. Two out of four, I, I would raise my hand for. I'd raise my hand for all of them because I'd rather see them wrestling under those names than than uh under the stupid names with their masks on. Yeah. Right. Shane Thorne desperately needed a character change. He needed a better character and that he can still have that. He just doesn't need a Jason mask. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um he's no longer the protector of uh you know Camp Crystal Lake over here. He can definitely yeah, I mean in.
1: if we're gonna do it, we have Shane Thorne versus Bray Wyatt. So we have Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) I like
2: it. That's some good S word. (laughs) Uh,
0: Vince McMahon's listening right now and thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, I can capitalize on that shit. Oh, that's good S
3: word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's where I, I mean, uh, I was, I was going to go with, with, uh, your botch of the night as the underperformance of the night, but it was probably an overperformance by by Kevin Dunn. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was definitely so. performing at a high level. <laughs> so I'm gonna go
1: with the rest of Retribution. That's my that's my vote. And if you weren't on Peacock, you don't care. most, I think, any WWE subscriber. It was just like nah, yeah, no, nah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch my last pay per view on the network.
0: Yes, except I heard a, uh, I was seeing a lot of tales on Facebook of people saying that WWE canceled their subscription. Oh, so they they were intending on staying through this, and WWE like someone posted halfway through the the night they got notified their subscription was over. Like <sighs> they're watching it on WWE Network, and then the stream cut off and it said your subscription and canceled or whatever. You
2: say good until mania?
0: It's supposed to be good until until April. All right. Right. So, um, but in the end, like, uh, what really should have happened if if Peacock is struggling this hard on it, they should have launched Peacock WWE Network back in like February or January, like right when they first announced the deal. They should have said pay-per-views are this gonna is going to be an option on Peacock. Well, that way they could work yeah. out the...
1: Work out the but, I mean, cups. They have, they have uh, play and fast-forward
2: and rewind on their regular stuff, mm-hmm. no? I so don't it's... know.
0: I mean, I haven't played much on Peacock because, again, Cox will log me in for some reason. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cox.
2: But I imagine you, if you're a streaming service... I hate cocks. So do those
0: Cox just keeps getting all up in my grill. <laughs> I, just, I just hate when Cox's all up in my face. Do
1: you? Do you?
0: I was a theater major, so... <laughs> so we will uh, move on. Because I think worst performers of the night, there are a couple options there. Worst move. <clears throat> worst move. Jesus. This can technically be a botch. Um, it could be a, a just dumb-looking move.
1: I'm going to go with
0: Naya. Naya pushing
1: down. Naya, Naya kind of sort of sold Bianca's punch and then pushed her. And, I mean, Bianca did a good job of selling. I just wasn't, wasn't sold on, on Naya's push. Especially considering right after that, she rolled out of the ring.
0: Like, what? I haven't been sold on Nia's push since the beginning. Uh, but I'm um, my, my nominee is in the same match, um, it, but it's a very specific move. There was a point they had, I believe it was Bianca Belair in the corner. Uh, Nia Jax was in the ring. Uh, Shayna Baszler was on the outside. They threw Naya, uh, they threw Bianca Belair into the corner. Uh, Naya's in the ring. Shayna's outside. Shayna holds Bianca Belair's arm up like this, and then uh, tags Naya and Naya headbutts her in the armpit. Like I expected like punches or kicks or something as as like, a, hey, I'm exposing a weak spot. Let's hit her really hard with something. It was the dumbest looking headbutt ever. A headbutt to the armpit made no freaking sense. Like, I don't know, maybe it was a headbutt to the outer boob area, but it still did not look like it hurt. Have you ever been punched in the boob? I have been punched, but I've never been headbutted in the boob, and I can imagine a headbutt would have a lot less force than a punch. <laughs> I'm just asking. So, And technically, I got, I got punched in the boob. Yeah, because you're identify as a man. I have man move, but that's my uh nomination.
1: Anything J L B? Yeah, I don't know, man. You got a
0: different Naya move? (laughs) So we can just make it Naya no matter what?
2: Yeah, it's probably just a different Naya move. Um I was actually gonna say Sasha's like push that she did where she touched uh Bianca's forehead. And I was just like, who does that though? Who touches someone's forehead and pushes them back that way? Like, even if you're angry and you're upset, like, I'm like, why is that your go-to? Why isn't it like a, I don't know, push on the shoulder or like a, uh, on the on a the chest or the chest, but the forehead, why is that a thing? Never have I ever seen a person push someone with their index finger on their forehead. And, is, and Bianca just gets out of the ring. Like, yo, I am sorry. I've never been pushed with my index finger. Someone, No one's ever pushed me with, uh, on my forehead with their index finger. But I'm sorry. If someone did that, I would beat the shit out of them. Like, I, I, you're going to disrespect me that much? You're, you're not even going to push me in regular places? You're going to push me in, in such an obsecure place? No. beat <laughs> the shit out of me. Mm. Uh, that's, uh,
3: that's
0: my
2: go-to worst. Sasha takes the cake on that one. So nice out, moves are the worst moves, so...
0: Outside of Fastlane, I do have to point out the actual worst move of the night was WWE releasing Andrade.
1: Yep. stupid. There are so many and I was actually going to bring this up great wrestlers that are not being utilized in the organizations they're with and this isn't just WWE it's mostly WWE but it's not just WWE we could literally do seven nights a week of wrestling if they just have enough shows for it not saying I'd watch seven nights a week <laughs> but I really feel like the loss of things like Sunday Night Heat type shows, where it's all mid-card stuff, anyways, or you know things of that sort. We could have seven. We could have fourteen hours of prime-time wrestling. That is good. WCW Saturday Night level, some for some of it. Uh, Sunday Night Heat for some of it. Velocity for some of it. Type stuff. But we, it's the wrestlers are so good that we could actually have that and and i think we missed that i can't
2: believe you're asking for more shows
1: i mean i don't think
2: more shows is the problem you don't need more shows you have raw smackdown Okay. Uh, Saturday so night's main event. Less,
1: you have less over-utilization of the, of the primetime wrestlers, of the of the main event wrestlers. Is that a better terminology? Less overutilization.
0: utilization I mean, the simple fact is I think what we're seeing is the results of WWE hoarding talent for so long. When AEW first came around, they're like, oh, we're gonna grab everyone and tie him up to contracts forever Uh. I
1: just want to roll you back to the mid 90s WCW we got to see in their cruiserweight division not the premium division but in the cruiserweight division at least once a week on one of their three shows we would get the opportunity to see Dean Malenko Chris Jericho um, Eddie Guerrero uh, Crispin um, and I'm uh, Again, I'm in mid-90s So Psychosis, Rey Mysterio We got to see all those guys That's why that division was so enjoyable to watch
2: Well, and they still technically have 2-5, but when you have people that you're not using, like Tazawa, Shinsuke, Cesaro uh, ricochet. He put on the match of the night tonight, so shut up. No, he definitely did, but he doesn't get used as much as he should. This no, match...
1: that's what I'm saying is is I don't need to see Dean Malenko four times a month who is one of Smarks's favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I don't need to see him four times a month, but I would like to see him once or twice. Mm-hmm. And we have guys like Tazawa, Kushida, for a long time was in that category uh, on NXT right now. T-Bar, i.e. Dominic Dijakovic, hasn't wrestled a match in six months. Yeah. Great wrestler. Keith Lee hasn't wrestled a match on television in three months. Now, again, I can't. I, I understand he's injured. But,
2: but he's injured for that whole
1: time either, I don't think. But. Correct. I mean, I've never seen Dio Madden wrestle a match. Literally never seen Dio Madden wrestle a match. Except for, I guess, what, Monday he was in one, wasn't he? And he lost. Maybe it was two weeks ago.
0: Like I say, I think a lot of it comes down to them hoarding talent. They've got so much talent and, and only so much that they can use. Um, I think I think it also comes down to they hoard a talent that they don't necessarily believe in, just for the sake of keeping them away from another.
1: The the problem though is lies in so and this has been a WWE issue for years. So the turning point for most people in the in the eighty three week in the eighty three week saga, the first time that they lost was when Mick Foley won the title. Six hundred thousand viewers tuned tuned out to go watch Mick Foley win the title. Um, That night, WCW had 11 matches in the same time frame that WWE had six. You can do some smaller matches. I I don't want two-minute beatdowns. In fact, you can do more of that with Roman and and some of your top carters. But I also don't need a 20-minute segment all the time. Yeah, straight up. Like, it's okay on a three-hour show to throw out a five-minute match on occasion.
2: Or, like, kind of do what Impact does. Usually what, uh, not Impact, uh, AEW does. Usually when they start off the show, they legit snap back, bam, right into a freaking match right away. Yes. I show. don't
1: need an interview every, I don't need six interviews on the night at five minutes piece That's 30 minutes of televised time. You just took up a quarter of your televised time, because an hour of a three hour show is, is commercials. So you took up a, a quarter of your, of your wrestling time.
2: On average, you have about two matches an hour
1: on Raw. The introductions tonight before matches were three minutes long. Time to go into the match. Daniel Bryan took three minutes to get out to the ring when they announced that the match was next. And then it was another three minutes to get Roman out in the ring. That's six minutes. There is time to make up here. Yeah, straight up. And feature these other wrestlers. Yeah, I get it, Roman's your big dog, he's the guy. He gets a slow entrance, just like the Undertaker. That's fine. Make that a rarity though. Stop giving everybody three minute entrances. We don't need three minute entrances for every damn wrestler. We don't need a recap before every single match of what led to this point. You want us to be you want us to be forced to watch the other shows? Don't give me a recap. Why in the hell is Daniel Bryan fighting Roman Reigns? Huh? What happened there? I guess I should go back and watch.
0: <laughs> well, you can even give a recap that's not fifteen minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Nice exaggeration. Over exaggeration of the night. Fifteen minutes long there. If I told you once, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway,
1: that's not what the subject was. I just, when you brought up up Andrade, I immediately think of, you know, okay, so we've we've officially wasted all this talent, putting them not on the mid-card, putting them on the no-card. Yeah, that's it. It
2: And Alistair Black, man. Like,
1: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what we fired you? Glue that helped keep those two guys in our, in our wrestling program. We fired her because she wouldn't get rid of a Twitch channel
0: that had nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: well, now let's move into positives. Oh, okay. Hold That's on. Hold on. I, I have one more. Oh, you've got one more? Worst costume of the night. Worst okay. attire of the night.
1: Because I, I, I am really curious to see if if everybody says The Fiend or if it becomes, and I'm, I'm nominating The Fiend, but I also think there's a really good one that's been a bad attire for about three weeks now, um, and we talked about it a little bit last week, we thought it was a crime that he's has an accent now
0: but uh, Apollo that uh, I'm I've become convinced that finally watched Black Panther and just said yes do that <laughs> that Black Panther that that's what I want in fact actually after tonight i'm even more convinced that Vince McMahon finally watched some movies just in general and that he's just been basing all of his decisions recently on that because he he saw black panther and he's like yes we we've, we've we've got a black guy have him do that that <laughs> and then and then he must have watched braveheart and thought ooh ooh we've got a scottish guy have him do that <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, That's a good one, too. That doesn't Uh, make sense for his character. Uh, First, we're going to give him a sword, and then we're going to make him do that Braveheart face paint thing.
1: (laughs) I thought the sword was cool. I'm over the Braveheart face paint thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why does he have paint?
1: I'm like, oh, Braveheart. I'm like, this is ridiculous.
0: You may take our Fastlane, but you'll never take our Wrestlemania. (laughs) <laughs> points to the sign also Edge's logo
1: the 3D logo the CGI one that sucked oh I did not pay that much attention <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about
0: I was fast forwarding because I was on the WWE network and I could and I was a little bit behind at that point so I'm like ah, I don't care about I it. was a
1: little bit behind I still saw the logo and I went uh,
0: I don't care don't care Let's anyway. go on. Let's move on to positive. Let's end this on the the upside here. In
1: the same segment, then, because we just did this, and I know you're not going to do it this one. Best costume of the night. Um... I thought Alexa's makeup was perfect for the character that she was playing.
0: Alexa was pretty spot on for for her costumes, just in general. Her her costumes have always been pretty spot on. The only thing that makes me sad a bit about this whole Alexa Fiend storyline right now, however, is Alexa Bliss has a long history of doing customized ring gear for pay-per-views. That often are um, homages to her favorite pop culture moments. Like she did a Freddy Krueger one. She's done a a um, Iron Man one one. once. She's done a bunch of them, right? And uh, she doesn't get to do that. But her makeup was on point, so I'll get rid of that. Um, I don't know. Might be. This will be a controversial choice, and I'm not even 100% sure I believe it myself. But Seth Rollins' outfit for his interview backstage on the Kickoff show—it okay. was it was a sort of camo suit. Sweet. Um, so, but that's I'm not even 100% sure that I I think that's best. But it's at least worth talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, and I. I I enjoyed. I also enjoyed Shayna Baszler's new attire. I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, Baszler's looks awesome. a change. It was a change.
0: Yeah. Ba- I, I, Baszler God. was good. I, I, it it also not- was handy for me because uh, on the back of Baszler's uh, top, it had um, her slogan. Um, Queen of Spades. Well, yeah, but it it was it was like Queen Squad established 1980. um mm. Which which I stopped and I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, that that's when she was born. That makes sense because, <laughs> uh, frankly, um, she does not look as as uh, she does not look her age. Like no. in my mind, she's like maybe thirty.
1: I had her like, thirty four in my head. Thir-
0: yeah, maybe mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, nope, she's forty. Damn, forty, maybe forty one depending on when her birthday is. Yeah, I think I checked last time. I checked was like. a Week or so ago, because I was talking to my wife about it, she didn't believe me, and I think it still says 40. So, okay. but so anyway, just odd
1: odd stuff. But there were a lot of unique costumes tonight. So I uh,
0: I'll I will give uh, a slight nod to um, Sasha and Bianca for kind of inadvertently matching costumes,
1: S- similar costumes for a tag team.
0: It Except wasn't. Something we haven't seen in ages. Yeah, they weren't one hundred percent acting, but they were the same color scheme, so it made. Yeah, it was um, nice. And and they actually kind of made it part of the storyline that Bianca Belair was like, "Oh yeah, you coming out in the same same sort of outfit as me? I mean, we're gonna be friends now? No, no, you're not." <laughs> so in terms of, I don't know, it's tough to choose a best out of those. It's hard to argue against, I mean, Alexa's makeup was 100% on point. So, yeah. Uh, it was
1: more on point than it's, than it's ever been in this Fiend storyline. Like, the pale skin, the the black Joker-ish look, the blacked out eyes. I was like, oh shit, she's kind of scary here. So
0: She looks spot on for sure. Alexa wins it. Okay. So we will move on to the first of the 100% best on my list, Best moment. Moving on from worst moment. What was the best moment of the night?
1: Oh, I would say Bianca pointing at the at the WrestleMania sign. I she she kinda got that at at uh, Royal Rumble, but not to the tune that she needed it. This was the I'm feuding with you and you pissed me off and now just remember I got you there in three weeks. I like that.
3: Okay.
2: Best moment. Um,
1: Followed by Tozawa. Zane. Night <laughs> Panther.
2: <laughs> what are they doing? Tozawa deserves better. That will always be the hashtag. Jesus. Um, for some reason, what's just popping in my head was that crazy power bomb to the Yes Lock from uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns' match. Um, yes, Sheamus and uh sheamus and uh, what's his face, uh, Drew McIntyre, had a had some crazy spots, um, but I don't know, man. Just seeing Daniel Bryan wrestle like that again uh, just solidifies is why he is the GOAT. Because the amount of counters that this guy did during that match against Roman was spot on. I didn't like his cockiness i got his cockiness but i didn't like how he was overly cocky this time around but uh, that probably was my moment the power bomb into the yes lock and countering that into the yes lock was uh my moment
0: so in terms of moments, just keeping in mind to me moments is not necessarily an individual move it's it's a moment moment right um if, for me in terms of moments it was drew mcintyre throwing seamus through the tv <laughs> that was that was in that category yeah yeah. That. Um in fact, just in general, they used the Thunderdome as as an arena in a way that we haven't really seen them yet. Like they went to areas that previously had just been, like, background area in the Thunderdome, and that was fun to see. But then throwing him through the set of screens and the smoke and, and whatever dust rising up from the screens, one of those moments that they're going to replay every week up until WrestleMania, I bet.
1: Interestingly enough, the budget for the sparklers they used when they broke the TVs was the exact same as AEW's budget for the explosion of the ring.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, you, uh, you think they spent uh, that little? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, Adebs, but that's that's gonna live on for a while. Oh, so we've got a couple different nominees for best moment. Uh, but
2: I don't know. Like I say, for me okay so I guess the slap would count then that's technically still a move that's the slap would count
0: because it's a moment it, it, <laughs> alright but Since it's even, even a move could count I just we've got a uh, segment for best move so this could right. be a little bit more general like Flat. I mean I, if I, you I, wanted to you could argue that the best moment was uh, Edge going apeshit on both of them with chairs and beating them all with chairs for a bit while he goes crazy I don't know if I agree with that, but you could make a statement. I, Roman's expression
1: in the last LaBelle walk also fits in that category, because it was genuine panic followed by genuinely passing out. I know he didn't genuinely
0: pass out. I get it, but Literally he sold awesome. that. Re- he sold that really, really well. I mean, like, I I could make make an argument that talking about best moment, you know, Paul Heyman in the background looking panicked.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, there's great moments in, in that match. Uh, yeah, but, like him
2: tapping and Edge not seeing. Oh, that was so good. That made me feel like an an excited wrestling fan again. Like, that match was really well done. That's why I was shocked when you thought that was the worst. Match
1: I didn't like uh, the end. I, uh, I don't like the future and being sold. That's what I don't like.
2: Fine. Yeah, I guess if you didn't realize it was going to be a triple threat at Mania, you might have been kind of like...
1: In the end, right. there are three things that really matter Faith, hope, and love And I have no faith in WWE And my hope was destroyed with that
2: Oh, okay Well, yeah, that's on you, bud You should never have hope, faith, and love in WWE <laughs>
0: Yeah, I gave up my faith in WWE a long time ago yeah,
2: yeah, that's gone <laughs> George, Mike tries to tell me otherwise But I'm like, no I don't gotta have faith Not happening
0: Not when WWE's involved No. Nope. Well, and here's something. We've said this before about other ones, but Fastlane had, had one thing um, working against it, and it, they can't control it. It's nothing that they can control in any shape or form. But they had to put on a Fastlane pay-per-view in the weekend following AEW Dynamite having an unsanctioned women's main event. <laughs> That was phenomenal, right? Good yeah. job on putting themselves on the map with the women's matches. Yeah, um, now I'm not saying their women's division is up there with NXT yet, um, or even necessarily with Impact in some ways, but that that was a huge step for their women's division, and it legitimately cemented Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa as stars. Yeah, and there was no star-making moment in Fastlane, like. No. no, no person solidified themselves in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and, and that's tough to follow that up. Now, I know WWE doesn't see AEW as competition for its main shows. Um, but it, from a fan standpoint, we, we see that and we think about it. You know, we're watching this and we're judging it based on our experiences over this last week or two in wrestling. And between NXT having some pretty decent matches and AEW having some pretty phenomenal matches, including that main event, and then we come to this pay-per-view, we're going to have opinions based on comparison that we don't necessarily need to, you know? Um, But they put on a pay-per-view that had one full women's match and then the gimmick match with Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton on it. And a week after AEW put on two different shows that had women's main events. One of them was Reho versus Maki Ito, which was great on dark elevation. And then that phenomenal Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker match that tore the house down and, uh, ended cementing her as a star. Um, For her commitment to like bleed a gallon of blood. I seriously think was worried she nicked an artery. I don't know if there's an artery in your forehead. I'm not a doctor, but she was coming out with so much blood I was like, Oh, that's not good. Good news she is a doctor. She is, yes. She's a dentist. (laughs) She's a dentist!
1: you think afterwards she looked at Thunder Rosa and said, nobody makes me bleed
0: my own blood? Nobody. (laughs) It's a metaphor, but that actually happened. (laughs) So we've got some some nominees for best moment. Let's move on to breakout star of the night. Again, there uh, there was no one who came from nothing and became a star, you know, uh, at Revolution there were there were people who established themselves as stars and so that made sense there there was really no i mean, you could argue did did apollo improve his stature with his beatdown down afterwards with uh, I don't know Bianca
1: I'll, I'll Belair give, maybe I'll, I think a lot of people would say Bianca Belair I'm going to go ahead and give you for me what the breakout star was um, I am obviously an anti-mark for two wrestlers that were on this show uh, one on the previous show one on the, uh, the uh, in the main event I guess Um, I'm not a giant Daniel Bryan fan. I know Smarks is more of a fan than I am, but still not a huge fan. Um, And I know is a giant fan um, of Daniel Bryan. I think I I was sold more on Daniel Bryan's work rate than I've ever been tonight. Um, And, uh, The other one is Matt Riddle. I was sold on Matt Riddle's character development for the first time since he's been involved. Um, That doesn't mean I like it. I was sold on it the most I've ever been. One of us.
2: Yeah, but he's kind of been doing that, though. He's kind of always played that stupid stoner.
1: Oh, but it was better than it's ever been. When he's he's trying to sell the idea of tricked-out scooters, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is great.
0: Tricked out scooters with fake hair on them like a horse's mane
1: <laughs> Oh, the stallions. The stallions. <laughs> and then, I uh, guess, uh, uh, just
2: disappears. Where'd you go? I guess you went to go get a scooter, bro. Good job.
0: Well, I think what sold it, to be perfectly honest, is when halfway through his pitch of his business idea, he goes off on a totally different story that makes no <laughs> sense.
2: I know a guy named Skeeter, and he got a scooter, and he's a skater. Was like...
0: <laughs> so he was taking his his scooter to the skate park, and he was gonna do an ollie. Uh, and then a grind down a rail, but he he uh, hit it at a 45 degree angle, but he he should have hit it at a 30 degree angle based on the speed he was going. So perfect there. But yeah, and- I was I was as sold as I've ever been about him
1: and. Uh, <laughs> that um, I, I mean that was a that was a Jericho when Jericho could cut his own promos in WWE level it was just it was obviously a different character but it was just like this is fantastic like this is great and I don't know if it was writers or if it was his delivery or if he got to do it himself but it was fantastic <laughs> so those would be my two breakouts. For me individually, I was sold on Bianca Belair already. I know there's a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, this is her stand-up moment." Uh-huh. Yeah, that. And for motivational people, that's the, that's that's the easy easy spot. But for me, because I didn't care for either of these two, I was more sold his work rate than I've ever been, and I knew he had great work rate. I just don't. I don't love him like everybody else does, um, and I disdain Matt Riddle's character. And I enjoyed Matt Riddle's character tonight. So, and it was the same character. So that wasn't for me. Is probably my breakout of
0: the night. Now I get it. You mentioned, you know, I'm I was a little more sold on Daniel Bryan going to this. It, it, to me, it's always been Daniel Bryan. I could I was 100% down with his in-ring work it's his character work that i never could get it yes um and i don't know if if character wise he improved that much Um, i feel like
1: the reason i don't like daniel bryan is i feel like the fans do exactly what vince does with roman i feel like the fans have forced us to have to like daniel bryan and i'm like as the fan who doesn't give me a why well he's good okay Vince thinks Roman's good, so shut up. That's not a good enough reason. Well, he's good,
2: though. <laughs> that is a good enough reason.
1: Just And again, Vince thinks Roman's good. Is that a good enough reason for you to have loved Roman before this this character?
2: No. But okay. he, he's yeah. But Roman can't wrestle like Brian uh, Daniel Bryan can.
1: Daniel Bryan was crammed down our throats by the fans. As like, much just, as Roman was crammed down our throats by Vince, the difference is the amount of authority. Well, the re- it's there's authority in one person true. and there's authority in the buyers. Like I was sold on CM Punk as that character, as the as the overcomer. I was sold on lots of people as the overcomer. I wasn't sold on Daniel Bryan as the overcomer. Why I'm like more that, sold that, on it now. Why did you like Chris Why did I like Chris Moss? Mm-hmm. Is that what you asked? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me?
0: Yeah. Why did I like Chris Benoit toothless aggression character? Well and <laughs> it, 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 the thing with the thing the thing with Chris Benoit is his development was organic. There was never a point in Chris Benoit's time when he was either one hundred percent the fans favorite that was being shoved down our throat or one hundred percent the administration's favorite and being shoved down our throat. Even John Cena was
1: more organic
0: than than Daniel Bryan.
1: Like I hate saying it, but he was. He almost got fired.
0: John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks.
1: Which was evidence that he was over. Like, John Cena sucks was evidence that he was over.
0: I'm 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 an unabashed John Cena fan. I think John Cena. Um, well, yes, early on in his career, he did a lot to uh, selfishly put himself forward. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't Um, love him
1: on the politicking part but I didn't love him. I love HBK but I didn't love him on the politicking part either so
0: yeah I mean probably my biggest problem with Triple H Triple H H HBK Randy Orton Randy Orton Hulk Hogan uh, Ric Flair was known for politicking backstage in fact Frankly, if Ric Flair didn't politic, he wouldn't be a 16-time world champion. He also
1: has politics in people's, other people's favor.
0: Mm-hmm. So but, Macho Man did Macho in Man. other people's favor. And so, I mean, politics are part of the thing. Uh, but it, it, in when it came to Chris Benoit, his, his growth was organic. And he became popular as he became a bigger star. It They rose at the same level. Um, Daniel Bryan was the internet darling, uh, the independent wrestling darling that came into WWE and the fans, uh, probably the internet wrestling community and the independent wrestling community got behind us as this is the independent wrestler who's going to bring real wrestling back to WWE. Um, and maybe he did. I'm not saying he didn't, right? But it did get shoved down our throat a bit. Uh he didn't. He didn't get to be popular based on character work, or or even storyline work. He got to be popular based on work rate and the fact that he was the internet darling. Um, and like I say, I I enjoy his in ring work. He legitimately might be one of the best in ring workers in WWE, if not the best. You know, mm-hmm. but. But he never had a character I could get behind, and I don't know if I can get behind this one, which is why it's, I don't know.
2: The team, hell no. The whole him and Kane. Did you find that entertaining at all, or not even?
0: It yeah. might, have, might have been entertaining, but entertaining does not mean I'm, I'm getting behind them, right? It, seems,
1: That's what... it all of his character work seemed forced. Even when
0: he, his
1: the character I most enjoyed of his was. Uh, Eco, Eco Champ. Mm-hmm. That was the one I most enjoyed, and it was—it still came across forced. He's
0: not the actor;
1: he, he has no future
0: career in acting. E- Eco Champ was the first time he had a character that wasn't just Daniel Bryan. Right? Yeah. Uh, even Team Hell No, he was just. Daniel Bryan now having to put up with Kane. Right. <laughs> so that's that's all I'm saying. I was I was behind. I was rooting
1: at one point for him. I'm not rooting for the storyline, but I'm I, I like I like his in-ring work. Right. I had let my disdain for his character work be the reason I didn't want to, and I'm putting him over right now. And you're being a dick about it. So. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I
2: mean, At the same time, I, I see what you mean, but I think that's just him, right? The guy, if you've seen him on like Total Bellas and whatever, he's a very soft-spoken dude. He yeah. doesn't tell, he doesn't, you know what I mean? So I don't think, and that's why you mentioned a lot of the stuff felt forced. It's because the guy legitimately is just, you know, like, leave me alone. I want to wrestle
1: like yeah. that's So, so They're Dean Malenko was so they have to act. Dean Malenko was that same character. Yeah in real life was quiet but his character
0: he he at least typecast himself at the very least he typecast himself and here's the deal I love Dean Malenko if at any point the fans had pushed Dean Malenko to be world champion I would have probably had a problem with it because from a character standpoint while he might have been the best technical wrestler in the business at the time the, the world champ is about character too and he his whole character was I don't know. I'm, I don't speak a lot. I mean, for a while, I I was really popular with ladies, I guess. That was one of his characters, but, you know. <laughs> Which is horrible. And so that's what it comes down to. You say that's what he's like in real life, and that's fine. There are a lot of other wrestlers that are like that in real life, and none of them got put down our throats. You know, I... If if I could have a time machine and take Daniel Bryan back in, in his prime and have him wrestle Dean Malenko in his prime, I, you bet I would have that match to, to watch the technical brilliance of it, right? But from a character work, we're talking about world champion or universal champion or whatever. Daniel Bryan has never quite lived up to that. Mustafa
1: Ali has great work rate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Every character. single character he's had has sucked. Every single one because he can't act. Right. Daniel Bryan can't act. I'm sorry. It's it's <laughs> no, that's true. That's I find
0: when, when it comes to breakout Star of the night, I'm still on the Bianca Belair for this. Just because no, it, it, it kinda like you said, she finally got her point to WrestleMania sign moment that she never really got before. Yeah,
1: so. But I'm still gonna give it to Riddle. Uh-huh. Just okay. I don't, Daniel Bryan to even win this category
0: we're going to move on to best performance of the night now this can be overall performance in a match or it can be individual performance in a segment so, like, our average Joe could be best performance of the <laughs> night. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to go after you said that. Um, I mean, this is one where Daniel Bryan performed better in the ring than, than you've seen him in a long time, maybe. This might be a play, place place for Daniel no. Bryan. To Shin, Shinsuke in in that match was
1: the best performance of the night. I was so Shinsuke had 3 days if you count Friday and Sunday to build this feud and I believed every ounce of it when it came out. And I don't know if that was Shinsuke or or if it was if it was Seth um, but those two performing together sold me on the entire storyline that doesn't freaking exist.
2: Wow, I guess I gotta go and rewatch that match. Damn, that's pretty deep. The match was good.
0: Uh, it featured some really good moves. In um, fact, I'll I'll talk about one of them at some point here. The um, I, I can I can buy it. It's it's nice to see Shinsuke pivoting into face work again. So yes. smooth, right? Um, I mean, so often when they. When they don't do a face turn in an actual match or in an event, when they just become faces, it's jarring. But for him, it still felt organic for him to just kind of stop being the bad guy. You know? Defending my friend, man. Yeah. Um, so So I could maybe see that there. Um, well, we, we know it wasn't Braun Strowman. We. <laughs> No, it wasn't Ali the shop on the makeup show. Shane selling the knee injury. Uh, maybe. I mean, you could argue Alexa Bliss' best performance because it wasn't really a match, but uh, <coughs> I'm still going with average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Natsuzawa Saint. the prophecy is true. Although, uh, a special shout out to R Truth for also stealing three of the uh, Old Spice deodorants on his way out saying, you said these were free! Um, but, <laughs> or after he pins him
1: saying, you smell really good though, bro.
0: <laughs> but... as some
1: lame-o potatoes. Rem- uh, yep. There was another okay. wrestling commercial and I
0: don't remember what it was, but it was also pretty good too. Okay. If you don't like our choices, who's your performance of the night?
2: Not that. Um... <laughs> Performance-wise, if I'm just going to be really general about it, and I know I was giving him slack, uh, fave slack for it before it might just sound, I'm just a Daniel Bryan fan, Mark. But uh, I would definitely go Performance of the Night, Daniel Bryan. Um, just, it was great seeing him do what he does best again in the way that he did and him and Roman, uh, I guess to both him and Roman, they both uh, showed me that Roman could really work that well as well. And Brian was just phenomenal. So I'm going with uh, Daniel Bryan.
1: There are, I, I want to give a little bit of credit to the flesh of three people in selling wrestling as a wrestling instead of entertainment. Um, the mark on Seamus's back. The marks on on um, Drew McIntyre in several places and the mark on Daniel Bryan's chest sold me on... I don't care how fake it is, it's
0: real. Well, that's, that's one of the things. I will give Daniel Bryan this. He has never gone heavy on the f- fake tanning, the spray tanning, and I think that's part of it. He knows with his skin tone that... Uh, the, the slaps and chops to the chest show off
3: mm-hmm.
0: and get really bright red and show off like how intense it is and he knows that if he really heavily, if he if he mizzed up his spray tan uh, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see see yeah. it, correct um, if, he, if he MJF'd his spray tan um, I
1: seriously thought Seamus had a laceration at one point I was like, is that gonna like, when's, the, when's the bubble gonna pop holy crap, he's bleeding hard.
0: Oh, nope, it's it's just a... Just I, a I've got it. Performance of the night, Whatever ring crew person decided to put 30 kendo sticks underneath the ring...
1: <laughs> At least they threw away the bucket of slime.
0: Yeah. Guys,
2: I might also maybe have to give Randy Orton performance of the night as well. Here's why. Apparently, after tonight's uh, pay-per-view... He is now third on the list of wrestling the most pay-per-view matches since he's been there. He has 173 pay-per-view matches. Undertaker is second with 174. And Kane with 175. So kudos to Randy Orton for being the utmost performer in WWE pay-per-views. He's going to be winning it in... You know, in a matter of two months, he's going to be at Mania, most likely, and the next pay-per-view, he'll be tied with Kane. Just wanted to get a back back.
0: Per- performance of the night to Randy Orton for not getting a boner when Alexa Bliss was sitting on him.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank God you went to the purview moment. I want to get pinned like that. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I just want to know what he had to think about. Baseball. Like baseball. 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 baseball, baseball, <laughs> baseball, baseball g- grandma baking cookies. Um, <laughs> uh, d- uh, um, uh, math. Equations. Um, uh, science. Dissecting a frog. Rhys <laughs> Bader Ginsburg making it on a cold winter day. Riz Bader Ginsburg making it on a cold winter day.
2: Did she actually sit on him? Oh, she did, right? Oh, oh yeah.
1: she's chatting with him and everything. I was like. <sighs> What a horrible way to get pinned, but also, what a fantastic way to die. <laughs> oh.
2: My wife is going to kill me if anything goes up. Let me think about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's okay, Randy. The cameras are off. We're at commercial. You can get up now. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> you guys want to turn out the lights real quick?
1: I'm going to ta- handle does... this situation.
0: Does anyone have a Trapper Keeper I can hold down there? (laughs) Carry carry my books to the back in front of my... Does that that date me saying Trapper Keeper? Yep. Nope. Shut up. No, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't. I'll be the first to admit there were times in high school where I had to stay at my desk for a few minutes after a class because of the uh, unexpected boner. And like, a, <laughs> shit. oh shit! I gotta wait here for a bit before I run to my next class. I'm just, I'm just really glad that you were the first one to
1: bring it up because I didn't want to be the first perv. I'll be a perv with you, but I didn't want to be the first perv. <laughs> performance of
0: the night is is Randy Orton <laughs> for not for controlling his bodily functions.
1: Yeah, that's that's some except some for the black problem. vomit he still can't control that
0: yeah apparently not (laughs) my friend
1: sent me a meme
2: my friend had sent me a meme saying oh this is what every fan dreams of kind of thing and i'm like or is it what all of alexa bliss's stalkers dream of that happened to them too and he's like dude that's so mean i'm like i know i'm an asshole i'm sorry
0: um Someone's already edited a picture of that with the Brazzers logo and put it up. I'll pay for premium. <laughs> Moving on to under hype of the night. This is the the surprise uh, match, surprise moment that we didn't necessarily expect to see happen, but did happen.
1: Maybe uh, Shinsuke Seth because there wasn't any build to it. And it was, it, like I said, they sold it. They sold it so much. They sold the emotion. They sold the match. They sold everything. Shinsuke Seth.
0: I'd maybe agree with that. It, it was definitely the, yeah, it fits under hype. Because it was the match that you know just got thrown together three days ago. And, and they had to go out there and do stuff. It had some really cool moves in it. Even though one of them, I I might nominate it for best move, but then pull the nomination. We'll get to that. I also, (laughs)
1: Seth's cell on the 22 times being swung swung in the Cesaro swing was gold. Like, I don't typically like Seth. I loved this. (laughs) I don't like Seth because of the new character, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I love that Seth drip.
2: I just want face Seth to come back, man. I, I don't... I, I think Seth is a better workweight wrestler. Like, this match was great and everything, but I just prefer him better as a face wrestler. I find he does
1: a lot more. Or I think I, Seth is ready to be a super tweener. A what? A super tweener. Rock, Stone Cold. I think he's ready to be not a face, where he protects, helps, encourages other people, but not a not a heel either. I... I, I I mind my own and I kick ass doing it.
0: I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with him going back to the architect. The guy. I'm okay with that
1: too. A really, different the, version of a heel.
0: Yeah, who? But who's a heel because he's outsmarting people, right? He's the architect of everything. Uh, the messiah doesn't really fit, and this new character—it's not really the messiah. It's just eh. But the I, match I itself think, was fires.
1: I think the existence of Roman right now is a really good spot for Seth to have an architect turned to. Like yeah. he set it up that, that Haman would be, in fact, the Haman turn on Roman should go to Seth, come mm-hmm. to think of it. I think that's a really great move
2: I hope they're thinking of that of doing something with that though because they're
1: on the same freaking brand, man Yeah. I told you I'm the architect I set all this in motion ages ago as soon as you left and that other scumbag left the company and you were down with your illness I put this in motion like that level of heel shit who do you
0: think arranged for us both to be on Smackdown Who do you think put in the call for Paul Heyman to come talk to you?
2: Who do you think the fans on Twitter are going to say that WWE is copying AEW with MJF and uh, the Inner Circle? No.
1: Entirely different.
2: No, but it's the same thing. They planned it. A lot of people are saying that MJF and Spears, when they were gambling, like, years ago, it was all set
0: in motion since then. (sighs) But, But it's still a different story. Because, yeah, yes, they planned it out a long time ago. That's the only similarity. Because this is a betrayal, not a joining, right? This right. is This is not a him, you know, the, the pinnacle thing was, was was him working with a guy and then betraying him and starting up a, a competing faction. This would be... I put the title on you, dude, because I knew I could beat you. Mm-hmm. I put the title on you, I, I put you in this position. I even set up the the all of the stumbling blocks along the way in a way that you would still get past them. And
1: I gave you the only mind as good as mine in the game to make sure that you'd have it when I was ready to take it.
3: Yep.
2: Oh guys, this is totally backtracking. Apparently Randy Orton's wife was upset.
0: Oh uh, she, she she um, um she often is, but that tweet actually is not a legit tweet. So huh? s- someone shared it with me earlier, like right afterwards, or shared it on one of the groups, and I immediately went to her Twitter and checked, and nothing of the sort.
1: Oh, uh, okay. What? But she, photoshopped she, tweets?
0: Yeah, she is legitimately a very, um. I don't want to say the word controlling. I don't wanna even want to say jealous. Um, but she... emotional. She, yeah, she she likes her man to be her man, and uh, not necessarily get ridden by Alexa Bliss.
2: Man, that is messed up. You even have like a prominent
1: wrestling news site saying that. Uh, Damn. All right, fair enough. She might be upset, but
0: yeah, she very well might be upset. Not. She just didn't tweet. Because, uh, like I said, I in all I, likelihood
1: I, she's upset. We'll just say it that way. In all likelihood she's upset, but again, she got famous by RKOing her husband into a swimming pool, so that was hilarious. Anyway. Backtrack, yeah.
2: What was the question?
0: Um, we were still on uh, mm-hmm. best uh, under hype of the night, um, and I, I think so far we've all agreed that it was um, the Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins match.
2: Yeah, I'm in agreement with that too, for sure. Because, I mean, everything else was as expected, I guess. Um, I guess you can maybe say... um, No, yeah, I don't know. Because even the finish to the uh, Universal title match, somewhat... Yeah, no. uh, I would have to go with that. There's not really much underhypes, really.
1: Although a lot of the matches were pinned the last minute. I mean, Night Panther, we knew nothing about before tonight.
0: True. We there did must not have
1: know who Average Joe prophecy. was. There must have been a little bit of, of it, somewhere in ancient history, there's a prophecy that prophesied it, so they hyped it at one point, just not tonight, not recently. I can just feel the anger exuding from JLP right now.
2: I'm just ignoring and shutting up.
1: <laughs> I
2: know. That's all I'm doing.
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> is that one deserves better. So we will go ahead and move on to the oh my god moment of the night. Was there a moment in this night that your jaw dropped a bit because you couldn't believe what they just did?
1: Yep, they That's threw him through the, the TVs. Yeah, threw him through yeah. the TVs. No, that would be te- mine. I, I had actually started to believe they weren't going to do it. I, I thought they should way back in Kevin Owens versus um, Roman Reigns. But they finally did it and I loved it. And Seamus is back after that. Oh my god, he's gonna bleed to death.
0: Well, Fred Baker didn't bleed to death. I was pretty confident Seamus
1: wasn't. The, to the but the first time you noticed it, did you not think he was bleeding profusely? Like it was so red and he's so white.
0: I think it's funny that his ring entrance is still the same as it was in the bar effectively. Go stand there and use your white skin to reflect the light. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to put a reflective vest on you or anything to blind people. Your skin will do it.
1: No Y2J, lighting fail, sleeves.
0: Yeah, nope, just reflect light. So yeah, I think that's basically gotta be the OMG moment of the night. I mean, someone could make an argument that the retribution breaking up but wasn't really. We knew that. You could tough. make an argument of
1: of Edge using the chair or Edge. Mm-hmm. I, I had a little bit of an OMG when Edge hit the ring post because I was like, his neck.
2: Yeah, I would even argue maybe that
0: slap. I was still so impressed with that slap. Um, and you could make an argument for the Fiends showing up, but I, frankly, maybe I hate look like at it's Freddie That's well, pretty much. I hate to say it's time. I think that. That Bray Wyatt finds a new new gimmick because he's only really had this for two years, but the coming up through the ring—it's not even a surprise with him anymore. It's—it's. It's,
1: there's only so much of the of the mid 90s you can relive. It was shocking when the Undertaker came up and grabbed Kevin Nash or Diesel at the time, because um, it was the first time it had really been done, and they ripped the ring open and did it. Um, it was even a little shocking when Kane did it a couple times. Uh, it, it's a thing for supernatural, and I know your your argument is that the fiend is not supernatural; he's psychological.
0: He's apparently supernatural now, so I guess.
1: Yep, yep. At this juncture, <laughs> he's a supernatural character, and so and he has control over fire. He's Kane now. <laughs> yep. Sorry,
2: pick match. Why wouldn't you make this the, the ring grab crazier? Like, why not Orton? Like. On the ground down, and then you just have like the fiend come out from like grab him on both arms, sort of deal. You the, know what I mean?
1: You have done something crazy. The bigger frustration I have with that particular moment and why I wouldn't give it, um, oh my god, moment of the night is the ring. Here's my oh god, moment of the night the ring's fixed. If you're going to put it in the middle of the show, you have to openly admit that it's a cinematic match and not pretend it's a regular match. The ring's fixed, the lighting's fixed, all of it's fixed. Yeah, but no one's paying attention to that.
0: Well, the lighting rig that wasn't actually part of their lighting rig?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Here, here's the deal is this was a perfect opportunity for them to do an actual cinematic match with it. And I'm not saying they go all the way to Firefly Funhouse match or something like that with it. But heck, instead of making it a match in the ring, you make it a, a, a Falls Count Anywhere match. And then they can go backstage as he chases her around. And she effectively, I mean, you can tell the same story. She stays out of his reach the entire time and keeps using supernatural things to throw obstacles in his way and try to kill him. Um, And then he comes around a corner and uh, she's cornered and she's backed into a corner and she can't go anywhere and maybe she's looking a little scared and then out of the dark a hand comes out and grabs him and then steps forward instead of coming up out of the ring or whatever. It would make as much sense as anything. I do also want to point out though uh, cause he kept saying, saying like, you, you're trying to kill me. I'm like, you literally lit the fiend on fire. You started trying to kill people That's first. It. That's it. Um,
2: <laughs> not that either one of them is right, but you know, you done started it.
0: Um, I do have another nominee for, Oh my God moment, but it's more for, a uh, humor, I guess. Uh, but it was in the, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus match there Was a point where Seamus is beating up on Drew McIntyre and he starts hollering, What about me? What about Seamus? And I just like, What about Seamus? What about Raven?
2: <laughs> that's very valid.
0: Yep, so that made me laugh, but that's that's not really enough. Um, we'll move on to best move, and this is where I said I'm gonna nominate something, but then I'm gonna take it back. I'm, I'm gonna nominate, nominate uh Seth Rollins's little uh when he, when he went and he hooked his foot on uh, Nakamura and then came through with a back kick. It was a really cool move. I looked at it and I was like, Hey, that's really cool. Um, But I'm pulling the nomination because I did find out that it's uh, actually a move popularized by low key called the black magic. And, um, The only reason I'm even mentioning it is I know a lot of people are all like, oh, I stole from Loki, and even Loki is making a big deal. But uh, you have to be relatively deep in internet wrestling to really know much about Loki. Like, he had his run in TNA. Mm -hmm. That's about it. You know what I mean? For the vast majority of WWE viewers, that was the first time they saw that move. Yes, And it was a cool move. And frankly, people steal cool moves all the time. So I'm not super angry at Seth Rollins stealing the move. But I will take it out of running for best move the night because of it. Okay. So what's your best move then instead of that? Instead of it? Um, you didn't plan that far ahead. I was going to let you guys talk first.
1: Oh, um, hard camera roll. I already said it earlier. Hard camera roll. Very, Rolling very through. Can. Rolling through all those punches and everything straight into the hard cam. I mean it was it was the most perfectly placed label lock pointed at the hard cam ever in history. Hard cam roll. And it was from like a
0: powerbomb position. It was it was yeah, crazy. That's the one I'm
2: talking about. Yeah.
0: Yep. That hard cam roll. I, yep. I can't say it's the best move. It really should have been something labeled the worst move, but when uh Bianca Belair tried to lift up Nia Jax um and couldn't. <laughs> So um, maybe that's
1: Nia Jax's best move of the night standing Kinshasa where the other person was standing
0: that was pretty cool but, um, I, was I, I will always love uh, Shinsuke's sliding German suplex off the ropes yeah, <coughs> oh yeah that no, was pretty crazy. cool <laughs> that, that i've seen him a few times but it's always really cool when he does it uh so but yeah you're, it's probably the
1: label lock yeah that landing it the way he did perfectly at the at the hard cam it, it, that's mine i must just be a daniel Bryan mark man <laughs> okay. Total deep, also I'm bro Derek from the second row god damn oh yeah Fuck pisses me off
2: he's done it before
1: right yeah
2: i don't know i felt like this one was different for some it's i guess
1: maybe it looks more impactful Mostly i do the bro Derek is a lame <laughs> move
0: like the Neuralizer is yeah it, it how is it any different than the Neuralizer? oh it's the same thing no he, same... he doesn't pop his neck beforehand yeah he doesn't crack his neck but other than that <laughs> it's the same damn move
2: guy's totally different doesn't pop his neck different move doesn't he stand play. there he
0: goes <laughs> I legitimately cracked my neck when I did that. I just won games now uh, okay. I I am that committed to my craft. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's the the label lock that's the best move of the night.
1: I, I think it's the final landing position that just made you go, wow that. That was really well done.
0: Which then moves us to the final category of the night, Best Match of the Night. We will differ here. I think there will be debates on this, yes. Um, I... It's it's we're just gonna break it down. It's a it's an argument between the McIntyre Sheamus match likely uh, for me and the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. Those were the two best matches. Um, It's just my two best
1: are Seth Seth and Shinsuke and
0: McIntyre Sheamus. And so so for me it it just comes down to which one I liked the more most out of those. And while the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus match was really good, brutal and everything. It it takes a hit because it was a no holds barred match on the same week as AEW had a women's lights out match that blew this out of the water. Now, yes, this wasn't a lights out match, you know, whatever. Um, but effectively a lights out match is a no holds barred match, right? Yeah. So, so when your pay-per-views no holds barred match um comes the same week as someone did on free tv a no holds barred you really need to outshine and i'm not saying you necessarily have to have a gallon of blood gushing from your head because i know wwe likes to do less blood if possible um but just the sheer brutality of the the aw match versus this is what takes this one down a slight notch so for me, they do it right. They can do a blood pool if they want to. Do. They can't. They just try not to, because they're still, they're still hovering that PG line, and they don't want to. Like, commit. will they get fined? Sort of deal? No, or no. Okay, it's. Oh, they won't get fined, but they could lose sponsors. That's their thing. Is they want to stay PG, so they can continue to pitch to, to ad campaigns for their TV shows to high C and. and Fucking kick cereal or whatever. Mm. Kicks is not for kids, no kid likes it. <laughs> tricks is for kids. And Fruit Loops is far superior to tricks and fruit flavored cereals. And no one will ever convince me otherwise, but we will move back to rest. Why are we even talking about Fruit Loops when fruity pebbles exist? you know those that's a, a lot closer of a match and we can talk about that someday but i had a box of tricks um like a month or so ago i bought it and i'm eating it i'm like this is okay and everything and then i ran out of tricks and my wife had a box of fruit loops and i poured myself a bowl of fruit loops and i took a bite and i was like why am i ever eating tricks again the answer is no this stuff is phenomenal compared to Tricks. Because you prefer rabbits over toucans? I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably never buying another box of tricks, I can tell you that much, but that's beside the point. Um <laughs> So for me, here's the deal. The storytelling in the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match, I think, really holds up. The storytelling of can a ring technician such as Daniel Bryan outpower a powerhouse like Roman Reigns? Um, outlast, and ultimately, can Daniel Bryan make Roman Reigns tap out? Because that was the promise. I will make you tap out. Um, and he succeeded to, just didn't win the match on it. <coughs> yep. Yeah. So, to me, I think it's the Bry versus, versus Reigns match, match of the night. Um, yeah, for me too. That,
2: uh, it was between that and uh, the Shinsuke match. I was with Fabe on that. It was between um well, you didn't say the Brian match, but those two were my... Uh, again, it's sort of similar to you. Yes, okay, the Lights Out match, sure. Um, but maybe if Drew McIntyre and Sheamus never fought, and this is the first match I've seen of them fought, like, this year, maybe it would have been a different story. I would have been more like, oh, my God. But that Raw match that they had the first time they fought was maybe just as good, and there was no weapons involved, you know? Yeah. So... I think them using all these spots was cool, but guys, I know you don't need it. So it kind of took away from what they can do in the ring. So, and the Daniel Bryan match uh, with Roman was just five stars. Everything was great about that match. Even from Paul Heyman's performance and hard cameras, like everything was just
1: top notch with that match. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to actually the Shinsuke match. I just thought it was a better match, um, but maybe, uh, maybe again, I'm an anti-Mark, so um, it was just, to me, it was a better, uh, a more clinical match. You had you had a clinical wrestler versus a power wrestler, and then you had clinical power wrestlers, and that's really what... You had two mm-hmm. clinical power wrestlers who, one, one, their style's literally called strong style, and the other has a finisher that's, or a closer that's called, or a setup or whatever you want to call it a signature move that's what they're called um that's a stomp so you get that power but you also get the athleticism that those two bring to the ring um versus the other one it was power versus athleticism um and i like power and athleticism more than i like power versus athleticism um because I think he put on a better overall match out of that. Um, the only downside is that it didn't get the storytelling that it, that it deserves for those two. I think we're going to get that. I think, I don't think those two are done yet. Um, and I think with what they were given, again, three days of, of work, a week and three days, if you want to give it a week and three days, because it was the prior SmackDown that, that Cesaro got injured, um, But with, with with nine days of preparation for this match tonight, um, I I can tell you if I didn't know the storylines, if I didn't know anything about it, I'd have still put it as the match of the night. So, however that said only three matches were mentioned as matches in the match of the night conversation and all three of them were very good it's unfortunate that the cinematic match did not meet cinematic standards and that the stroman and the the, yeah and shane got injured and um biggie the biggie match wasn't great the women's match was good but it wasn't the standard that we expect when Sasha's involved and Shane is involved Um, that hurt that hurt the overall pay-per-view big time because we had three good matches we didn't have any great matches tonight but we had three good matches and three bad matches or two bad matches and one and I think that's more okay match
2: I think that's more placement if you would have had the women's match maybe i don't know third on the card uh and maybe you had the whole shane braun thing first um it maybe would have leveled it out a bit more because
1: another piece had- to that that that's- segment where where shane and and um, that should have been done on the brief show
2: it was in the ring no
1: no where where yes and, and at that point, Shane should have said, meet me in the ring, you're going to get a, a, a trial shot. And that's how you open the show. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been very easy to do with what you know is not going to be a great match. I don't know. They like to start with a little more fire, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah what
2: a what a shitty pay-per-view for peacock to start on too though you know what i mean peacock paid all this money nbc whatever like okay they already know what wb is about right they have
1: three out of the four final matches were great were good matches though good matches they were not I, I wouldn't if you asked me in three years about what match stood out from this pay-per-view right before wrestlemania I'm not going to be able to tell you. There was nothing that was great about those. But there also wasn't a bad enough match that I go... You yeah, know, I would basically I'm call this an average of... paper. Yeah. With, with a lot of B stuff and a lot of D stuff that ends up being
0: a C. Mm. I would say there were maybe some A's, but some D's to counteract them, and the rest were all in the C. Yeah. Was,
3: like,
1: I would like say there say, wasn't a whole match, though, that was an A. That's there, just my opinion.
0: There they're just there wasn't, like you say, there wasn't anything that was bad. There wasn't a, I don't know, uh, hell in a cell. ref stoppage in a hell in a cell. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there wasn't a Goldberg versus Fiend in Saudi Arabia or Goldberg versus Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. There wasn't a Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. There
0: wasn't no. a Goldberg. We'll there just wasn't say- a Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that. So, all in all,
0: average pay-per-view, it kind of sucks that it comes uh, so soon after Revolution. We have a good pay-per-view in the back of our heads, and then we see this, and like, uh... uh. Um, But... It's unfortunate that Revolution ended as bad as it did, or it would have been an A pay-per-view. In two weeks, we have a week from hell. Um, in the fact that there is literally something WWE every night of the week if you count the Hall of Fame ceremony,
1: there's nine somethings nine days in a row with wrestling if you count impact.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just saying WWE, you just count WWE every day of the week. Raw Tuesday night is the Hall of Fame ceremony, so that's the only one that's like, yeah, Wednesday is takeover part one. Thursday's Takeover Part 2. Friday is uh
2: No, that's wrong. It's Thursday's Takeover 1, Friday's Takeover 2, Friday is Smackdown.
0: Friday is Smackdown cuz Takeover Part 1 is on the normal NXT night. Oh. Yep. And
1: then take over. What they said is it's NXT, and then Takeover. I think is yeah, what they're naming
0: it. Them. they're calling it Takeover Part One and Two. But Takeover Part One is the regular NXT, and Takeover Part Two is a network special. Oh. So Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Hall of Fame, Wednesday Takeover Part One, Thursday Takeover Part Two. Friday, Smackdown. SmackDown, Saturday, WrestleMania Part 1, Sunday, WrestleMania Part 2. Followed by Monday Night Raw, NXT. Yeah, followed by Monday Night Raw, and then, it's yeah. The Nine days of WWE. Yeah. yeah. true, because it, it's... Assuming NXT moves to Tuesday, because they haven't 100% confirmed it, but that's that's the that's date the... That expecting it. That's the hearsay. Yeah. Nine days in a row. Uh, and that doesn't even count. AEW Dark Elevation, AEW Dark TNA Impact, whatever you want to call it, uh, AEW Dynamite, all oh, that week, too. My will not be happy that week. Is
2: she actually preparing her though? Right have you talked to her about it? Have you started cleaning the house? Have you let her go? Off- I only
0: have 67 hours of wrestling to watch this week. Yeah. Why would I do all that? It's better to beg forgiveness than ask permission.
1: Yeah, wish you the best of luck with that, buddy. (laughs) So you're telling me that we're gonna be going it alone with the podcast for a while?
0: Yeah, that that week you might uh, might might be for a while. I I may be a missing person after that week. (laughs) All right. But on that note, we will wrap up. Average pay per view? Yeah, not uh, not below
2: average low average
0: I'm not hating C-minus. it as a whole I'm just not loving it, it was... First I don't
1: here. think there was anything memorable about this pay-per-view more or less just a non-issue
0: thing like I'm like okay. maybe the
1: main by advantage. SummerSlam we will not remember any of the matches
0: without reminders and by SummerSlam The Fiend will probably be on to a new mask altogether maybe he'll do a mask that's got a cutout for his mouth underneath it <laughs> and then just be full on game yeah I mean, I mean, he's Kane already. might as well just do the Kane version of the mask. Jeez,
2: hey, Kane was burnt. The fiend gets burnt. Uh, Kane does pyros. He does now. Oh my it. gosh. Maybe,
0: maybe oh, first lights. he comes back with one with a cutout for the ma- mouth, right? And then eventually he he comes and he takes it off and he's bald underneath it, but his mask has the hair on it. But he's, he's not entirely bald. He has a little spot of hair where normal people have a bald spot.
2: And he has the black marks when he first takes it off, like Kane did when he showed up on Raw.
0: Yeah, the the scars are psychological. (laughs) Yes. This is actually a prequel. (laughs) Hit. The Fiend becomes Kane. It's a time-travel narrative. <laughs> and, technically, and Randy Rand- Orton is actually the Undertaker.
2: Well, Randy Orton is definitely the supernatural one of the two, because Randy Orton is perfectly fine. No scars, no nothing. Meanwhile, the fiend is still burning. Here, as All the burn scars are still there. Amazing. Randy Orton... Now I know why his wife is so mad when people touch Randy Orton. She has a gift of God right by her
0: side. Too On much- that note, we will go ahead and wrap things <laughs> up. Uh, a... It was a pay-per-view. <laughs> it was a pay-per-view. It was something. It wasn't, wasn't really a pay-per-view. It was a network
1: special, little network view, because there is no such thing. Well, WWE doesn't have such a thing as pay per views anymore.
0: Uh, their big four are still available on paper. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know why you would do it. I don't. I, I literally don't know why you would be like. I'm gonna spend forty bucks for this WrestleMania pay-per-view when. I could have spent $10, now $5 for Peacock to get it. $40,
1: actually, one pay-per-view gives you three-quarters of the year of pay-per-views.
2: And (laughs) I I, I tell some of my customers this, too. They say, no, I still want to order it. I say, okay, but you know this is $10, $15, huh? no, why not order it? I'm like, alright, look, no problem, I'll order it for you. Bam, bam, bam. Some people still do it, and they only do it really for Mania.
0: About, about the only thing with it I can see there, there's, well, and some of it is um, the age demographics that WWE draws right now. If you look at their ratings, um, they absolutely rock it in the 50-plus age category. Mm. And so those people are not going to be the ones who typically are super up on hey, I know how to get this video from my phone or whatever, my computer onto my big screen. So let's do right. just buying in the pay-per-view. Those people, however, as a 43-year-old myself, those people need to just learn to ask their children, hey, how do I set it up so I can take something from my computer and play it on my TV?" And then buy yourself a $30 Chromecast and, you know, good to go. Good to go. Just that's easy peasy. But on that note, we are going to draw things to a close. I would like to remind everyone to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Every podcast platform you go on has a way for you to click that like button or follow or whatever, so that you get notified when we post new episodes. Share it on your social media so that other people know about this podcast. Is so the way we grow, and uh, follow us on social media. You can follow me on pretty much all of them at Raw and Order WBU. You know, just like is behind me if you're watching the video version. If we post it, I don't know. Experiment. <laughs> um, you can follow Da Fabe at. DA Vincent K Fame. And you can follow JLB at JLB420.
2: Rio Talk Radio, guys, is the brand though at Rio Talk Radio 8. We still doing the Big Brother recaps. We still doing movie reviews. Maybe I'll get Officer Smarks on one of those. Do a little Justice League. Maybe that will be in the near future. Um, And yeah, still kicking it there. Uh, Anchor.fm slash RTR. That's where you can get it on the Spotify's, the Apples, the Stitches, the Titles, the the PodBeans, the the so many platforms that are out in the world. Um, You can certainly grab it there. And uh, yeah, average pay-per-view. And uh, that's pretty much it. Back to you, good sir.
3: Uh,
0: Make sure to support us in any way you can whether that's just sharing this episode or our podcast just in general on your social media just letting other people know tweet out a link to this episode um but you can also support us on patreon patreon.com slash raw and order wbu uh, you can go there. Three bucks a month gets you um, all of the goodies and the goodness in your heart of supporting us. Um, you can also support us by buying merch at shop.spreadshirt.com order WBU. The links for both of this is going to be in the doobly-doos to this very video or podcast, wherever you uh, listen to it. It's going to give you links right there. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening. We will see you soon.